Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. My goal in this series is to help you as you're a parent or grandparent, but in your life in general. You know, when parents get better, children get better. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. You know, so many people come. I've worked with so many families that have been through a divorce, and a parent, one of the parents will come and say, Pastor Jeff, I just wanted to tell you, get my kids some help. Let me say, I, say, I always say this to them and say, well, let's get you help, and they'll be all right. Hey man, when you get the parent right, the children, it seems like things begin to work out. As we start today in this series called Parenthood, I, I want to tell you that there is a fight for the identity of our children. Would you agree with that, everybody? Is that, you know, we've been through a lot talking about the sexual identity, but not just that, but who they are as a person. And I think that's one of the greatest struggles that, that every young person struggles with and, and every person, not just young person, struggles with it, is who am I? Who am I? My identity. Because until you really know yourself and know who you are, you really can't find direction in life. Amen? And all of us have been through seasons trying to figure out who we are. And I think as parents, the number one job that we have is to instruct our kids as to who they are. Let them know who they are right now. And it doesn't matter if your kid is, is, is two or 20 or, or 50. It doesn't matter. We always want to affirm their identity. And so today I want to talk to you about how to teach your children about their identity. It's amazing to me that um, when we begin to look at the Bible, we look at our relationship with Jesus Christ, how that we really understand, we, we know who God is because we know Jesus. Amen, everybody? And what I also understand is this, is that I know who I am because I know Jesus. In other words, it is through Jesus Christ that I know who God is, and it's through Jesus Christ that I know who I am. And without Jesus, I would not know who I am. I would be lost. In the, in the scripture, you know, we we see the word Christian used just a very few times, and that, but that's the word that we use to identify ourselves with. And the word Christ follower used not as many times, but the one word, the words that we see the most in the New Testament that are describes who we are is the words in Christ. In Christ. Matter of fact, 89 times in the New Testament, that word, the words in Christ are used to refer as to who we are. 79 times the words are used in him. So in other words, we get our identity from Jesus Christ. Amen, everybody? It's in Jesus Christ that we know who we are and we know where we're going. We know our purpose through Jesus Christ. As Christians, that's what it is. And today I want to share with you this, this one thought today, and that is it is coming up on the screen. Would you say this with me, everybody? Let's say, you ready? My identity is in now, would you say that like you believe it? Let's say, you ready? Come on. My identity is in Jesus Christ. Let's say it again. My identity is in Jesus Christ. I, I am in Jesus. That's, that's how I find my identity. That's who I am. And if I'm in Jesus, 
If I'm, if I'm finding my identity in Jesus, I don't have to try to find it in somebody else. Amen, everybody? My kids don't have to join a gang to figure out who they are because we're Christians. We, we're Christ followers and we find our identity in Jesus Christ. And so there's four things that I want to share with you today that once we, to really implant this in our children's hearts, and, and I want to put it in your heart today as well, is there's four things today that we must understand because that we're in Christ. There's four things that make us, that make us special, everybody. And so I want to give those to you today. So the first thing, it says, in Christ, or in Christ, I am, number one, chosen. Would you write that word down? Chosen. I have been chosen by God. The Bible says this in Ephesians 1 and 4 and 5. Look what he says. He says, this, uh, that is, what's those next two words, everybody? In Christ. You might want to circle that. He chose us before the world was made. Did you see that? Why don't you circle that phrase as well? So that we would be his holy people, people without blame before him because of his love. God had already decided to make us his own children through who, everybody? Jesus Christ. That was what he wanted and what pleased him. Let me just say this to you. Before God created the universe, he thought about you. Before he ever created the sun, the moon, and the stars, he thought about you. The only reason that we have planet Earth today is because God wanted a family and he wanted a place for us to live. You understand that, everybody? I don't know that there might be life on other planets. I don't know, but I don't think there's any human life on other planets because God created planet Earth for us. And so I want you to know that you was in God's mind when he designed the earth. And what I want you to also know too, like I remember when our children, you know, when Rhonda was expecting our son and, and how that we began to plan for him to be there. We, we made a room just for him. We got him a special bed and, and we were ready for him to arrive. And that's exactly what God did when he made this earth was he said, I got some children that's going to be born. And I want you to know that right now that this place called earth was designed just for you because God had you in mind. Amen, everybody? I don't know how that makes you feel, but that makes me feel pretty special. The antidote to every child's worst fear is to know that I've been chosen. Because every child's worst fear is to feel that they're not going to be chosen. Look at this picture with me. You can see this picture of a, of a, of a coach there. He's about to choose teams. And what every person there is thinking, every child is thinking, I don't want to be the last one to be chosen. Amen, everybody? You remember that feeling? Does anybody remember that besides me? Like, oh, God, don't let me be last, you know? And, and you know, there was times that I ended up that way. And there was times that maybe you ended up that way. And it feels bad to be overlooked and to feel like that you're not chosen and that you're not good enough and they don't want you on the team. And, and that's a horrible feeling. 
And every child in this world needs to know that, that they have been chosen, even though it may seem like those that have rejected them on the playground and did not want them on their team. And it, it may feel like that, you know, in their classroom that maybe they're not the A student and so they can feel sort of left out. But every child needs to know that, that God Almighty has chosen them. And, and in Jesus Christ, they're chosen and they're special and they're unique and they're gifted and they're, and they're, they're special in God's eyes and in our eyes and they're chosen. Amen, everybody? Listen, they're no accident. They're, they're, they're accidental parents, but there's no accidental children. Amen, everybody? And so I don't care what your mom or dad may have told you that, you know, you were just an accident. You weren't meant to be here. But I want to tell you that God Almighty, before he formed the earth, knew that you would be here and you are special to him. Amen, everybody? Our children need to know they are special. They're special. They're very, very special. Every child is chosen by God. And every child needs to know that as we start this school year. And every parent needs to instill that in your child every day. That let them know that they are chosen by God. They're chosen by God. Why is that? Because remember what we're saying is my identity is in Jesus Christ. Let's say it, everybody. My identity is in Jesus Christ. You see, when my identity is in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter to me as much what you think about me. Amen, everybody? It matters to me more what he thinks about me. And we're teaching our children. We have to teach our children that with all the peer pressure that is there. So in Christ, I am chosen. And in Christ, the second thing is in Christ, I am loved. In Christ, not only am I chosen, but I am loved. I love, the Bible says this in Romans 8 and 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel nor demon, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from what, everybody? The love of God that is in who? In Christ Jesus our Lord. Did you see that? There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There is no sin that can separate you from the love of God. There is no, there is no, uh, past that can separate you from the love of God. There is nothing, there is nothing that you could ever do that could separate you from the love of God. When Rhonda and I was uh, on our uh, two weeks off and we actually went to Alaska, we did a cruise and, and I, w I read a couple of books uh, while we were in our, on the plane and so forth. And one of the books that I read was a guy by the name of Ray Hinton who wrote uh, this book called The Sun Does Shine. Ray Hinton was a man who was falsely accused of murder and spent 30 years on death row. He lived in a five by seven cell, five feet by seven feet wide, for 30 years for a crime that he did not do. And I, as I read his story, he's, he shared about how that he watched 54 people be executed through the electric chair in the state of Alabama. But what he said, what he noticed was, is that when he, he was falsely accused, but he went in death row, he had the love of God within him. And he said, he began to share that how that he watched the most hardened 
of criminals come on death row who were, who were down on life, who had done the most hideous things in, that you could ever imagine. And he said it was amazing to get to know those men and watch, the, he, he shared the love of God with those men and women and how that God come down and he rescued those guys. And before they went to their eternity, that the love of God had touched them and changed them because you cannot go to any death that the love of God will not meet you there. Amen. The Bible says if I made my bed in hell, God's love would be there. Amen, everybody. I want you to know that the love of God is chasing you right now. Some of you are running from the love of God, but you can't outrun the love of God. That's why you can never get away from God because his love is always pursuing you. He's, he's on your heels all the time. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what's happened to me. You don't know where I've been. No, I don't know, but he knows, and he still chooses to love you, even though your father may not seem like they love you anymore, or your mom may disown you, or maybe your friends walked away from you, or maybe maybe everybody left you, but I want you to know that the love of God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will go with you all the way to the end. Don't you ever, ever give up on the love of God. Amen, everybody. God loves you today. He loved you. Hear me. You say, you don't know. No, I don't know what you've done. And you do not deserve the love of God. And you do not deserve it. And you do not deserve it. And you do not. And I don't deserve the love of God. But I'm telling you, it's the love of God that's chasing you right now. Amen. And every child needs to know that, listen, I don't care what you've done or where you've been or what's happened to you, that God loves you, amen? There's one thing I know, that God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you, amen? It's not a pebble you pick up. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. No, it's just he loves you. He loves you. God loves you. And today, just like that man, that story that I read about that man who spent 30 years for, on death row for a crime he did not commit. But God was with him the whole way. And he watched the most hardened of criminals, as I've said already, hearts be changed by the love of God. You know, right now in this room, there's people here today that the love of God is knocking on your door right now. He's wanting to come in right now. He's wanting to, he's wanting to come in. See, you, you, just, you just know the love of God out here, but he wants you to know the love of God in here. Because once you realize that I've been chosen by God and that I'm loved by God, it changes everything. Amen. And every child needs to know that. And you know what? Today, you're looking at a child. I am a child of God. Amen. Amen. I'm a child of God. I want to ask you a question. Are you a child of God? See, there's some here today that can't say. There's some watching right now. They cannot say, I'm a child of God. You know why? Because they've never accepted his love. And you know how you accept the love of God? See, it's one thing for me to offer you my love, but until you receive it. See, it just changes everything. Until you receive it. Have you ever tried to, have you ever tried to give someone your affection and they, they don't want to receive it? You know, it's like, you know, I remember there's, you know, when I was trying to get Rhonda's attention when we were dating, you know, I, when I would want to date her and try to get her attention and, and she ignored me. 
It's like, oh, who are you? And I'm like, you just don't know what you're missing. (laughs) But finally, when I got her attention, and you know, I, I began to lean in a little bit and, and share a little more love. And finally she responded. Oh my goodness. And here we've been married for 35 years. Yes. And I still like it when she responds to that love. Don't you start. <laughs> God today has been offering his love and he wants you to respond and the way we do it is by receiving his son Jesus I'm going to stop right now in this service because there's nothing more important in your life right now that you now accept the love of God because when you accept the love of God your pillow gets a lot softer at night And you have an insurance policy like you've never had before because you realize you're in the hand of God. Right now, would you just bow your heads with me today? As your heads are bowed, and if you want to receive God today, if you want to receive his son Jesus in your life to change you right now, would you just pray this prayer in your heart? You don't have to say it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you right now, and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I open up my heart right now to receive your love by receiving your son, Jesus. Save me, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a hand for all those people who just prayed that prayer? If you prayed that prayer today, would you just check this box on the back of this card that said, I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower so I can send you something. Chessie and I wrote something specific for you that we want to make sure that you get today, that you can have that. So please check that card online as well. So, this, so we've not realized that in Christ, I am chosen by God. I am loved by God. And then the third thing I'd like to share with you, that in Christ, I am accepted by God. In Christ, I am accepted. I'm accepted. Look what he says. Because of God, you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us the wisdom, us wisdom from God. Would you say these next two words out loud? Would you say them again? In Christ, we are put right with who, everybody? In other words, in Christ, God's not mad at me if I'm in Christ. And we have been made, what, everybody? Holy. holy. Look at you sitting around some holy people, everybody. That's right. You might not have looked at yourself that way, but because you're in Christ, you're holy. He says, we have been made holy and we have been set free from what, everybody? Sin. Sin. That's right. Sin does not have its hold on us. The problem that we have is that we spend our whole lives trying to be accepted. Matter of fact, by the the things that we wear. Matter of fact, look at this picture of this guy trying to fit in. (laughs) Don't don't you look? Don't you just don't you just think it's silly to see somebody that's fifty years old trying to look like a fifteen? 
Don't, don't you think that's silly? Don't you meet them all the time with their little skinny jeans on and a little this and that? You know, they're trying to look 15. I'm like, come on, man, give it up. Your little pot belly won't let you look like that. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Watch, watch that. But see, what, what is it? Why? Because why would somebody do like that? You can take that picture down. I can't take it no more. Thank you. <laughs> why would we do that? Because we're screaming, accept me. Accept me. The clothes that we wear, is, and we buy them because we want to be accepted. The shoes, oh my goodness, the shoes. Oh, you got to wear the right shoes right now. If you don't have the right Jordans on, you are nobody. I'm a nobody. I don't even own a pair. Yeah, if you, you know, and if you don't have the right car, we have the car, we have the clothes. Why? Because we're screaming, accept me, accept me. I want to be in, let me in the group, accept me. And the world is screaming, accept me. And it's amazing how that, that when we teach our children because they're going to go to school, and see, they want to be accepted. They want to be accepted by somebody because they feel rejected by a lot of people. So we have to let them know before they ever step foot in a hallway of a school that you're already accepted. You don't have to be what everybody else wants you to be because, number one, you are accepted by God and you're accepted by me. Amen, everybody? And that you're a child of God. You've been accepted. And this, while you were sleeping last night, God Almighty had his angels around you. And when you got up this morning, he had his eye on you. He never takes his eye off you. Why? Because you're chosen, you're loved, and you are accepted by him. Amen, everybody? We are accepted by God. He never leaves us. We're accepted by God. I have a next step on your outline or on your connection card. I'd like for everybody to check this box with me. So that will remind my child they are accepted by God and by me. Every child needs to know that. That, that they're accepted by God and they're accepted by their parent. Let me just say this to you, parents. Your children cannot see God. They see the reflection of God in you. You see, and, and so right now, you just go ahead and let them know that I accept you as who you are. You know what? Let me just, let me just say this as well. You see, God, God accepts you the way you are, but he never leaves you that way. Yeah. Amen, everybody. And just, and just because, you see, there's something called acceptance without approval. You know, sometimes we say, I got to accept my children. You accept them, but it doesn't mean you approve of their lifestyle. Amen, everybody? I mean, just, you don't, you got a teenager that's going, driving you crazy, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You let them know, I, ex I love you, I accept you, but I don't always approve of what you do. Amen? Amen. It's called acceptance without approval. God accepts our children. Every one of them needs to know that God accepts you. He accepts you. He loves you. He's chose you. He loves you. And he accepts you. But he will not leave you the way you are. Amen? He's going to change and rearrange. He's going to make you the best you you can be. Because if you keep living in sin, you will never be the real you. 
Did you understand that, everybody? The reason God's got to change you is because you can never be you, because you're being what you think everybody else wants you to be. And that's wrong, everybody. He's got your own identity in Jesus Christ, amen? And he's got a plan for your life. And you will never be, your children will never be what they're, they're supposed to be as long as they're living in sin. So that's why they got to know Jesus Christ, that they can know life and know their real life. That's better than you thought it was going to be. Let me give you the last one. First of all, in Christ, I'm chosen. In Christ, I'm loved. And in Christ, I'm accepted. And in Christ, number four, is I'm valued. In Christ, I'm valued. I'm valued. Isaiah 43 and 4 says this, says, you are precious. Would you say the word precious? Let's say it. Precious. Precious. You are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. When we hear that word precious, we think of the word someone say, oh, they're so precious. Nothing like a southern drawl, right? They're so precious. Nothing like that. Matter of fact, uh, that word precious when we say it in the south almost goes with the same word as saying, words as saying, Bless your heart. <laughs> right? And sometimes when we say precious and we say bless their heart, we're really saying that's an idiot right there. <laughs> right? Isn't that, our, isn't that our kind way of not saying the wrong thing but just say, getting the point across? Well, bless their heart. Everybody, yeah, that's an idiot. <laughs> that was dumb. But in the scripture, it's not that way. In the, in the Hebrew, actually... The Hebrew, it simply means, precious means being highly valued or esteemed. In the English, it means, it means valued, wanted, treasured, cherished. That's what to be, means precious means, to highly valued, highly treasured. My kids, uh, when they were in about, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe kindergarten, first grade, it's amazing how that they, they gave me something. My son... Tyler gave me this pen when he was probably in, like I said, kindergarten or first grade for Christmas one year. I don't know if he's ever got me anything else. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know what he was thinking, but it looks, it's got $100 on it right here. So I guess he was thinking, you know, this is, this fits dad. It's a $100 pen. I don't know what this pen cost him. But I'm telling you, it's precious to me. And you don't have enough money to buy it. Now, if you want to get up about a million, we'll talk about it. But, <laughs> but you don't. You, I'm serious. You, you could say, Jeff, I'll give you $1,000 for that pen. It, you wouldn't get it. You don't have enough money to buy it. Because this is something that he gave to me. It's precious. My daughter, Caitlin, one year opened up a gift at Christmas and I got this. You say, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. It's a rubber band with a tissue around it. She gave this to me when she was in kindergarten. She's 26 now. She gave this to me. I opened up the gift and that's what was in that box is this gift. And to you... This is nothing but a, 
a Kleenex with a rubber band. But to me, it's precious. And you don't have enough money to buy this from me. It's worthless to you, but it's priceless to me because of who they gave it to me. Amen? Amen. And I just want to tell you that you may feel that way. You may feel like that piece of tissue in the world's eye. Or you may feel like this pen that really has no value. But I'm going to tell you that God says that you are precious to me. Every child needs to know that they are precious to God. Amen. That he values them and that he, he, he wants them and they're very precious to him. You know, I'm going to do something this morning. I don't know that I've ever done. I'm going to lead the choir. That's right. I'm going to break out in song and I'm going to ask you to join me. Now, listen, I'm not a great singer, so you got to drown me out. Because those people that are watching online right now, it's going to be miserable for them. But there's a little song that I learned a long time ago, and I want you to sing it with me. I think you know it says, Jesus loves the little children. You know that one? Let's just sing it together. Ready? Come on. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, we are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Hey, you did so good. Come on, let's do it again. Let's, man, I, get out of the way, Chin. Here I come. Let's do it again. You ready? Come on. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, we are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. What a wonderful song to teach our children because we're all precious in his sight. Amen, everybody? Amen. 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 You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. He goes on to say this in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's, what, everybody? I love that translation, masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. When I read this verse, talking a lot about my children today, but Rhonda, when our children were born, she gave them a song. And when Tyler, I would remember her rocking our son and she would sing this song, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when sky, yeah, okay, I won't, I won't, I did all right on Jesus loves little children. I won't, I won't mess it up, all right? When Caitlin come along, I remember holding her. Rhonda went through so much with her, with that pregnancy. We didn't think that she was ever going to, that she would be here. I remember holding my little girl and singing that song, you are a masterpiece. You're as soft and as fresh as a snowy winter's born. And I'm so glad that God has given you to me because you are a masterpiece. And that's the way every morning that God gets up, that you get up. He never sleeps, but you do. And if you could just say him, he would be holding you and singing that song that you, you are my masterpiece.
You say, Pastor Jeff, you don't know my past. No, I don't. I don't know your brokenness, but he does. And he still holds you with that and says, you are my masterpiece. You're a new creation in me. The old is gone and the new has come. You're a masterpiece. Before our children come in, I want to share one more thing with you. You got to teach, we got to teach our kids as parents. They're chosen by God. They're loved in Christ. They're loved in Christ. They're accepted in Christ. They're valued. Do you know, you know how you know the value of something? Is by, is by how much someone's willing to pay for it. It doesn't matter. You can put a price on anything. It doesn't matter. But if nobody's willing to pay you that money, it's not worth it. Amen, everybody. I used to, I used to, uh, years ago, I would buy and sell cars. And I had a little book called the Kelly Blue Book. What I would do is I would open up, when I wanted to buy a car, I'd open up that book and I'd look and I'd find the value of that book of that car in that book. And I know if I, if I paid more than that, it would tell me, it would tell me the trade-in value, tell me the, the retail value, tell me all the new value. And so I could just open up that book to make sure that I didn't overpay for that car because I wanted to make money on it. When you want to find out the value of you, you open up this book because God says who you are. That you're valuable to Him, amen? And you want to know how valuable you really are? Look at this picture right here. This is how valuable you are. John 3, 16 says, So God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Look at this picture because this is how valuable you are. That picture of the cross. You see that? God says you're worth this much. You're worth this much. I'm willing to send my son that he would die on a cross for you. That's how valuable you are today. He said, I'm going to give my son in your place. You are that valuable. He said, you're, you're worth so much to me that my son's going to die for you. Every child needs to know that they're valued by God. Amen, everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.